Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Welcome to a classic big interview. This is where we dig into the vaults and choose an episode from the early days of the show. This time, we've gone all the way back to season 2017-18 and opted for one of our absolute favourites. This is what I had to say about it back then. Do enjoy. The first time I properly noticed Ander Herrera, he was playing next to Gabby, now of Atletico Madrid, in central midfield for the club he loves, Real Zaragoza, fighting like a tiger to try and make sure that they didn't get relegated. I was television commentating on his games and he utterly stood out to me as not only talented but a force of nature. The players at Manchester United who voted him player of the season last season won't have been surprised retrospectively to hear that. He is talented, fiery, um, aggressive, competitive, funny. And when you meet him, what you get a real feel for is that he's a straight talker who views his profession very seriously but is able to describe it and also to transmit the passion that he feels for Manchester United, for the ball, for their fans. And in this interview, he says strange things. He absolutely surprises me about his plans for the future. His praise for David De Gea, well, although I agreed with him, I've never heard anybody describe the United keeper quite this way. His words about who will win the World Cup and why. Listen, the list goes on and on and on. But this became, rather than an interview, a conversation. I'm really very grateful to Ander Herrera, not just for taking so much time, but for saying, you can ask me anything and I'll tell you what, I'll answer everything. Tune into this interview, tell your friends as you haven't heard it before. Ander, um, thank you for being a guest on The Big Interview and thank you for addressing the balance because in the last couple of weeks we've had Andrew Robertson of Liverpool, Jurgen Klopp of Liverpool, so we had to come to Manchester United. It was imperative. So do you mind if I start with a quiz question which we haven't prepared at all? Fine. The first time you and I were in the same stadium was in March 2004. In Barcelona. Can you work out which game it was and, and yeah. can you immediately one, bring back some of the memories? One of the happiest moments in my life. I remember that I, I cried that day because we beat, when I say we, I mean my, the, the club that I love, Israel Zaragoza. We beat Real Madrid. 
Real Madrid of Galácticos. Name them. I mean, Zidane played. Zidane, Beckham, Raúl, Roberto Carlos, Guti, Figo, Ronaldo. It was quite a good side, right? So, yeah, yeah I think. Beckham scored the first one. Beckham scored. And then, and then we drew. The game was, uh, if I'm not wrong, was uh, Dani. Draw the game. Oh, Villa, Villa. Dani Garcia, yeah, Villa. who plays for both yeah. uh, Barcelona and Madrid in his yeah. time, takes the ball at the back post onto his thigh, right? Yeah, and volleys at home for 1 1. No, or maybe that was 2 2. That's the 1 1. And that's you, the one you're one. in the stadium, right? Yeah, I was in, in the stadium. But apart from loving the club, why else were you in the stadium? Why I was in the stadium? Because your dad. Yeah, no, of course. People dad, don't know. My dad used to work for Real Zaragoza, but. Uh, if my dad wouldn't have worked for Real Zaragoza, I would have been also in the stadium because Real Zaragoza is my the club that I love. Uh, I am supporter of Real Zaragoza and I will be supporter of Real Zaragoza for the rest of my life. Uh, so was just a coincidence that my dad that my dad was uh, at Real Zaragoza. So now he's not working for the club anymore, but I'm still a fan. So claro. I would have been anyway. <laughs> And I can tell you, it was one of the happiest moments in my life because no one expected Real Zaragoza to win that cup. And, and we did it with um, a late goal of uh, Galetti, the Argentinian player, after he played for Olympiacos, Atletico de Madrid as well, and he scored one of the most important goals in, in our history. I was in the corner where the ball where I could see how the ball was coming to the to the post, almost to the post, and then he scored that fantastic goal. So I didn't know you was there yeah. in that stadium, but uh, I can tell you that maybe you enjoyed that game, and I just enjoyed the end of the game, because during the game I was uh, suffering a lot. <laughs> You're still a kid then, right? With approximately I was like 10, 11 maybe, no? Uh, how, was 2000... See, 2004... 2004, maybe... So maybe 13, 13. 13, 13 yeah. So you travelled down from Zaragoza, yeah, I which went is with, with a couple of friends and with the dad of one of my friends, and we were there. Scarves, yeah. hats, or, or the jersey? I just wore the shirt. I don't like to, to wear hats, so, or, and I don't like the... How do you call them? Bubucelas, oh, you know? Oh, no, no. I hate them, so yeah. I'm a bit um, classic in terms of supporting football, and I just went with my shirt. And to be honest, I tell you again, was one of the is one of the happiest memories I have in, in my life. Do I have it right? Am I right that your next senior cup final, at least, is in the Mediterranean Games? I think so, yeah. With the national team of Spain under 20, we played Italy in Pescara, Mediterranean Games, we played against Matteo Darmian. Matteo Darmian was yes. in that team, uh, and he remembered that final because uh, Italy was under 20 final, and it was like 20,000 people, which is quite quite uh, busy the stadium. Um, I remember they had a lot of ex expectations in that final because it was in Italy, it was in Pescara. Uh, and they were facing Spain, and we scored in the last minute, I think, of the extra time, and we we beat Italy. I think that was my first final as a player. I think and you had 
Guys like Jordi Alba in that team, I think, We also. had Jordi Alba, we had Parejo in that team. Oh, fabulous player. Playing Botia right. was there, Dominguez was there. And we're going to... The coach, I think, is the same coach that's going to come back later in the story. Yeah. Luis Mila. Luis Mila. Who, who, who I, played in a similar position to you. Yeah, yeah. Central, central midfielder. He was smaller than me, but he was very good on the ball. Originally Barcelona. And then he went to Real Madrid. And the player who came through at Barcelona because Mia went to Madrid was... A young Pep Guardiola. Yeah, true, true. That's so true. Mia is quite an important figure yeah. in, in this story. And he, he played very good for Valencia a few seasons. And I am very thankful to him because I think he's one of the best managers I've ever had. The way he interacts with the players, the way he understands football. Uh, and we were able to win the Mediterranean Games, you say. And then the championship, uh, European Championship under 21. Then we had... a. That uh, fail in the in the Olympic Games, where we had a lot of expectations and we had an amazing team, but we were not good at that tournament. So I feel really sorry for him because I think it was our fault, players' fault, not his fault, and we were not as good as we should have been. So before we go on to the other finals, at this stage, after having been at a big final as a fan, yeah, and felt the tension as a fan, yeah. And then having played in a big final, Spain-Italy in the Mediterranean Games, at, at that stage, can you remember what you felt about finals? To be honest, the pressure you feel when you are on the pitch, honestly, in my case, is less than the pressure you have or the tension you have when you are outside. Because when you are on the pitch, you feel that you can interact. You can modify the result by yourself with your work, with your job. And when you are in the stands, you just suffer, you just shout, you just... I consider myself as a fan, and I have a worse feeling, I am talking about uh, tension, mm -hmm. than when you are on the pitch. When you are on the pitch, you feel tension before the game, but as soon as the referee whistles, you have to play, you have to run, and you forget it. Is it that you forget it, or you feel that you've got your destiny in your own hands? To some extent, you can control... Uh, I am quite a nervous guy, so what I tried to do before the game, in the days before, is work hard, prepare myself, take care of myself, and do everything I have in my hands to be ready for the game. But what are the details? Because <clears throat> it shows that you're a good professional. You know, you can see it in your career, which managers trust you. You can see it in your physical shape. Your recuperation from your coin, you can see you're a good pro When you say eat well, sleep well, do, what does that mean exactly? Tell, tell people. I mean, um, I like to start the game with my brain clean, completely clean. How can I get that feeling? Doing everything that I have in my hands the days before or even the, during the whole season to start the game thinking, okay, now I don't know what is going to happen but I've done everything that is in my hands to win this. And that's the way I, 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 I perform better. Meditation? No, 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 no. I'm not crazy on that. I just look after myself physically, mentally, uh, work hard. I look to the opponent. I try to prepare the game in the best way possible to feel mm -hmm. when the referee whistles I'm that I've done, I'm prepared I'm and I've done everything. When you look at the opponent, do you, do you study them individually not, a little bit? Not or? in a crazy way. No, but I like to, for example, 
uh, we're playing against West Ham the next game yeah, or Watford. Good. And the, a couple of weeks before, I like to watch the lineup they they play, the system they play. Not in a crazy way because we have the application in the phone, and I go game by game. Like, okay, let's see what how West Ham played the the last game. Okay, they play with three with three uh, centre backs, with two full backs, and then in the middle they are playing now with Noble and Obiang or whatever. It mm-hmm, just mm-hmm. isn't it's not something that I have to think about. It just come to my phone. Okay, let's see what West Ham did in the last couple of weeks. Small clips of action. Little clips to watch? No, because or? we do it with the manager. I mean, always a couple of days before the game, mm-hmm. we do the analysis, you say analysis? Yes. Team? Analysis Perfect. with the manager, Perfect. with the team. But before, it's true that I go to my app, mm-hmm. I have the Forza, used to be live score, I think, okay. and it's fantastic how they have the lineups. Forza. Forza, yeah. Mm-hmm. How they have the, the lineups, uh, the last games, the stats of the players. So I'm just relaxing my sofa and I have a look. Let's have a look on West Ham, how they've been playing the last weeks. And that information just settles into your football brain and it's there for mentally getting ready for the test that's coming up, whichever team it is. You just have the not too much information, no, not but a little bit of way. focus. To be honest, I don't consider myself freaky. You say freaky as well? Freaky? It's a Spanish word. It's which freaky. How do you understand? How do you say it? Maybe obsessed. Obsessed, obsessed yeah. yeah. I'm not obsessed on... But we don't... You're, maybe you're talking to a freaky, and I'm not embarrassed. I'm not embarrassed. <laughs> to be honest, the memories you have about football, you look a real freaky. <laughs> <coughs> maybe I just yeah. look a, re- yeah. a real freaky, full stop. Yeah. I'm a bit freaky as well, but not... But I, I, I don't shove it off. I, it's my living, Ander, you know? Yeah, true. One, true, true. it's my passion. You know, when you say... Football is also my passion, and that's why I think I have the best job you do, the world, yeah. you do. But the second best, even better than being a manager, I think, mm-hmm. is being allowed to do this. To talk to, with to, someone about what to talk to somebody the and then take. You're my app. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I take this knowledge and then I apply it the next time I watch you play or the next time I watch Madrid or Barcelona play yeah. or whoever it is, and that's what we find from the people who listen to this. Yeah. They soak up the information, and the dialogue we have with people who follow us now is more informed, more interesting than I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. The f- your ordinary fan now understands and talks football better than they have before. Never at the level of the footballers or the managers yeah. because you have a different understanding. To be honest, I don't want to be a manager because of that, because you are crossing the line. You are crossing the line from enjoying football, what we do, Yeah. or when, when I retire football, I will enjoy watching football, talking about the stories, uh, talking with people that I, they have played football. And when you cross the line to be a manager, I think it's so tough. That job is really tough. I respect them all because it's very difficult to, to cope with 25 different personalities. Uh, even more when you are in a big club, we have a lot of nationalities, a lot of thoughts, uh, Different families, different cultures, different cultures, different people sur- surrounding the players with different information, when dif- with different uh, expectations, uh, dreams. So different uh, maturity, too. maturity as well. So that's why I used to say I will be a manager, but now I honestly don't think so because it's very, very difficult. I'm really, really surprised 
because although I'm going to draw you back to finals quite soon, when I watch you play, and when I listen to you also, I know you read the game well. Your, your skills are there to see, but when I see you either, a lot of the tackles you make or interceptions or movements you make are reading in advance what you think is going to happen. I think that's a key part of your yeah, game. Yeah, when you are not... We have to see to ourselves and we have to know our strengths and our weakness. I'm not the strongest guy in the world. So as you a mean physically? Physically. Okay. So as a midfielder, what can I do to beat one guy that is strong than me, stronger than me? Thinking quicker than him. That's the way I... Danny Alves used to say, always used to say to me, football is para listos. That's true. Football is for I the agree. smart guys. I agree. But so I see that in you. And then also space creation, when you take the ball and you take a little touch forward because immediately that takes it away from the guy who hasn't anticipated how you're going to open up space. And with that little touch, often the release pass is there for you. When a player has those things, usually what they want to do after they finish is, is, is teach them, share them, earn a living, stay in the game. Probably I will, but with kids in ah, academy. Okay. I think that's... My dream right now. Yeah, yeah. I don't close doors. You never know what can happen. You never know. I used one day. I say to Ernesto Valverde, "I will not be a manager, uh, Mister, because I feel that you guys suffer too much, much more than us. I do, but they suffer much more than us." But he told me, "You will, because after one year or six months without <laughs> competing." Yeah, yeah. You will feel the gusanillo, we say in Spanish. How yeah. do you say in English? Like you feel... You feel empty inside. Yeah, you feel empty inside. You need to compete. You need to fight with someone to win a game in a good way always. And he told me that and I will never forget it because I was convinced that I was not going to be a manager after seeing all of them the way they suffer. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with Optimal treatment, no maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist. 
specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Go back to cup finals now because I guess... Uh, the I don't I can't remember the correlation, but maybe the next two finals are Athletic Bilbao. Sore, sore. Uh, before we played, the, we played some Denmark. finals with Real Zaragoza, but be, for the relegation. <laughs> I also consider them Whoa. a finals. A okay, real so finals. let's name the two guys yeah. because it was you and Gabby in the middle of the pitch and Poncio. playing those finals. Yeah. Okay, Poncio is a very good, talented footballer. Yeah. Gabby is different. Yeah, Gabby is this mixture of. A superb football ability, and if I can use the phrase, a little bit of Malaleche as well. Yeah, both he's of them. Poncio super as well. streetwise. Poncio is still playing, and he's still the captain of River Plate in Argentina. And I, we used to play together for two seasons. Poncio, Gabi, and me, almost every it's game. It's the first together. time I noticed you. I was doing commentary in Spain, and and I, I noticed because Zaragoza were down and in trouble. Yeah, and I, I knew Gabi. Yeah, and I saw you for the first time, and I saw the. Absolute desperation yeah. to keep Zaragoza up. Yeah. I, I watched the two players in my time in Spain mm. that have stood out to me away from the big clubs: Costa when he was at Valladolid. Yeah, I played against and him. And Alan well. Pardew had just sold um, Carroll to Liverpool, and he said, "Find me the next Fernando Torres." Yeah. And I gave him a list, and the top of the list was this guy at Valladolid. The other guy who stood out to me when I was doing the commentaries was you, because in those games you were like. We're not going down. Yeah. It was ferocious. It was good to watch. Uh, I was very lucky to play with these two guys. I was like 21. They were 28, 30 or 29, 31. And I really learned from them a lot. A lot. Because they were warriors. They are. Warriors, yeah. yeah. They are very smart. They, are, they know how to play both footballs. The nice and the... And the the, the nasty, street the nasty wi- also streetwise. Nasty yeah. is true, but yeah. streetwise. The nasty football, and I really learned from them good things, yeah. and also sometimes <laughs> bad things. And I found Marcelo Bielsa. Then in the next season, he told me, "Don't complain anymore. Don't complain never again, because referees are there to help." Football, not to kill them, and that was a learn that I had from from Marcelo Bielsa. It's a beautiful because, point of view, but yeah, I'm so, not so. sure. Marcelo Bielsa used to say that honestly, <laughs> and I was coming from a team who was fighting for keep alive, yeah. and I was going to the romantic football with Marcelo Bielsa. So it was quite a, a big change, a big change for me. But uh, both of both times were successful. We stayed up a couple of seasons in. The first season in the, uh, two games before finishing the, the season, the end of the season, and the last season in the last game. Last game. So, uh, whew, a lot of things we learned from it, and I call them also finals. The, some, games we play, some games we played with Real Zaragoza. So I guess Gabi was, Gabi was in the Atleti team in, in Romania, that final? Yeah, yeah. Uh, when, we, when I moved 
to Athletic Bilbao the same summer he moved to, to, Athletic. A, to Athletic Bilbao. And 12 months later, we found ourselves. So the two, to in, set the scene, you play beautiful football. You must... It must be some of the most thrilling moments of your life because... With Athletic Bilbao. With Athletic yeah, yeah, Bilbao. Yeah, you're at the peak of your powers, then you have talent all around you, but you're playing a football that yeah. the world is watching yeah. and enjoying. You knock Manchester United out. Yeah. We've talked about that here before. And you go to two finals where neither final represents no. uh, anything about the quality of the team no. or the character of the players. It, we were a completely different team. We had been before. Yeah. Uh, because, um, to be honest, we were physically... We couldn't run anymore. Played, I think, 65 games that season. 38 games in the league. Mm. And then we reached a cup final in Spain. And we reached Europa League final. Mm. So, you can imagine how many games we played. And if you see the stats, Marcelo Bielsa used to play with the same players... We're talking about maybe a hardcore of 14? 14 maximum. Yeah. So you can imagine how we finished the season. And I am not, I am not blaming the manager no. because he did it amazing for us. And we should be very thankful because what we were talking, what you were talking about, the beautiful football People we People loved it. But uh, the last month we couldn't even move. That's uh, the reality. And if you talk with any of the, um, the players that we were in that time... Llorente, sí. Amorevieta, Javi Martínez, was sí. there, Iker Muniain, Iturraspe de Marcos. He will tell you the same. I don't know if he will tell you in public, but in private. <laughs> it, it's a story that I in have private, talked to they them, will, particularly they will about tell when I talked to Javi, because Javi then in later years kept getting injuries, yeah, and true, you true, wonder true, about true, true, true. when you take a body to the yeah. absolute extreme one season. Three months then, after I got operation in my pubis, pubis your groin, groin. The groins. And that's the reality. We played an amazing football. Uh, Marcelo Bielsa should be always in football because the look or the view he has about football is amazing. Uh, I remember if we score the first goal, we are going to try to score the second. Mm -hmm. Don't waste time. Don't complain to the referee. Even if you, had, if you have a bad decision of the referee, keep running, keep, keep running, keep fighting. If you... If you score a goal, the best way to defend that goal is scoring the second one. So it's a quite romantic view about football. But I cannot lie to you. The last months, we couldn't even move. We were fifth, I think. Uh, we had five games to play in the league, and we were fifth. We were in cup final, and we were in Europa League final. And we, I think we lost all of them. Five. Yeah. Oh, not I, only the final, the also the games. The I league. saw the. I went to both games, Sporting, and um, in, in in Lisbon you could see everything was still okay. In the second game, maybe it was only the tension. Yeah. No, but the, in, but in, the tension and against the, and the sport, tiredness in against, Sporting against Sporting Lisbon away, we were better than them and we lost that game. Yeah. So we started. That's why I think you were fine then. There, yeah. Take the score aside. Yeah, true. It was still the same athletic at home. I don't know if it was tiredness and tension, but and, and you won and you qualified yeah, we won. late. Yeah. But I thought, wow, this seems to be as if it's weighing on the shoulders now. We had like three, four months that we were flying, literally flying, uh, from I think from November till February, March. We we were unbeatable. I told to Alexis, he faced us when he was in Barcelona, and he told me, oh my god, how much you guys. 
were running. <laughs> yeah. We no one was even able to run as much as us. Was impossible. But after that, we couldn't even move. Uh, our legs said stop. We used to play always with the same players, and we were not at the at our best in the finals. Which hurt more because the, in 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 Romania against uh, Aleti, it, it wasn't a game. Against Barcelona, if it hadn't been for the blitzkrieg start and, and Pedro and Messi, the honest, rest of the game is quite even. And the fans, yes, that night, I've, I'm Scottish, I've seen some fans, that night... To be honest, I don't, blame our, I don't blame ourselves for the final against Barcelona because it was one of the best Barcelonas in the history. Yeah. So we could have lost that final yeah. like we did. But what we did against Atletico in Madrid, that's, what, that's one thing that I will have in my heart forever. Because uh, Bilbao was everyone out, everyone expecting us to, to win. We were favourites in the betting, yeah. I remember, and it was quite funny. Because we were favourites and everyone expected us to win. But, uh, you know, I find some similar things mm-hmm. with the final we played against Ajax. Mm-hmm. I think it was... Kids against men. And that's exactly what happened against Atletico Madrid. We were playing men against, against kids. And I had the same feeling against Ajax last season. Last season. When we started the game and they were having the ball, I was saying to myself, we're going to win this game. Because these guys are going to make one mistake, one mistake or two mistakes, and we are going to kill them. Mm. And we did. You're a very, very good footballer. You're very, very committed. When occasionally the red blood boils up and there's a little bit of Gabby you can see. <laughs> mala leche they call that in Spain and that's too strong. No, but mala leche... Is, is badness. I... But, but your competitive spirit is very ferocious. Is it sometimes, do you manufacture it? Does it overtake you? In the moments, what's the process? When you look back on it... Yeah, sometimes you feel embarrassed what you have done, but just Sometimes the complainings you have to the referee or something like that. But I have never done anything that can hurt another teammate, never. When we talk about mala leche that you say, I have never done a tackle on anyone that I want to, to get That's clear. that guy injured. Never in my life and I will, don't do it. I will not do it, never. But of course I know I lose my Temperament, temper, sometimes temper, yeah. But just complaining, or you know, with some reactions, but never um, trying to hurt anyone. But I, I think I am getting better in controlling myself. But it's if it's if it's used properly, it's a part of being successful at the top. It is. It depends of the character. I think, uh, for example. I put you one example. Karim Benzema is one is a top football player, and he doesn't have those reactions. True. Anthony Martial is a, one of the most talented players ever, and he doesn't have those reactions. But for example, Alexis Sanchez, he has them. He has that uh, character, that te- temperament. I Ro- think Roy it's not Keane here famously. Roy Keane, Gary I Neville think here. is not better. Or Roy Keane or Gary Neville. Neville. It doesn't make you better mm-hmm. or worse football play is just something that you have in your DNA sometimes you have to control it because you can get some yellow cards and I think the last few years I am much better on that I used to be yeah. worse now I, now I want to take you to the I, I can't ask this question now because 
you, you qualified, you turned the last FA Cup semi-final before this season um, Everton. with an assist mm. and then didn't play in the final. That must have been a... a, a given what you've explained about tension and... To be I, honest, what I think always when I play or when I don't play is that the manager is doing the best for the team. I never take any decision personally. Never. Because... I put myself in their position and I cannot even imagine that someone is taking a decision just to kill someone. I don't trust it at all. No. When you're a manager, you take your decisions because you think it's the best thing for the team and you are trying everything to win the game. He can be right or he can be wrong, but I never take the decisions like personally, honestly. Of course, you want to play every game. You want to to feel part of the things always. You want to play, you want to, to be protagonists of things. But this is Manchester United. You cannot ask yourself to play every game of the season because we are in one of the best clubs in the world, one of the richest clubs in the world. We have the capacity to sign the best players in the world. So as soon as I'm ready to play, as soon as, as, soon as I have done everything to be ready if the manager doesn't choose me, I will be angry two minutes. The third minute, I will be thinking, how can I help the team to win the final? That's so against, against Crystal Palace, I was thinking, if the manager needs me now to play, what can I do? When we lost Chris Smalling because he was sent off, what, how could I do, help the team now to, to win the final? If I come on, if I'll I be come ready on. with ideas. And that's it. I never take the decisions of the managers personally. Same as... When I play, I don't ask why I'm playing. So when I don't play, I don't go to the manager to, to ask why I'm not playing. You've got a very logical brain. You, you... I just try to put my balance. I don't want to be one day because I'm playing the happiest and the next day because I'm not playing, I'm the saddest in the Up world. Up and down. Up and down. I don't like that. No. I like to keep my balance. To keep my balance always. And I think if you find that balance, you're happier in life. What, what is, if we can talk about, because obviously part of this is that you're going to play... Uh, Chelsea, which is an interesting test in the FA Cup. Two things I need to know from you. When you're in Spain, when do you begin to be... I ask about the FA Cup because when Pep Guardiola was a young player and I was over at Barcelona uh, reporting and, and he, he, he made a long speech when he was going to leave the club in 2001 and he said he was really keen to come to England and he said, the first time I played at Old Trafford, I felt the history and I know that one of the reasons to come to Manchester City, or if he had come here, was about the tradition of English football, the little grounds like some you've played in, Cambridge or Yeovil yeah, or like whatever. He, he feels that history. And also, a lot of people I know in Spain, when you didn't see English games all the time growing up, particularly not the league, but the FA Cup was a game which... When did you become aware of the tradition of English football, like, for example, the FA Cup, when you were growing up? Um, Maybe not. I've watched football, English football, Spanish football, Italian football, and I couldn't tell you that that day I felt the traditional English football or the the magic of of football. I think football is everywhere the same. Is what I love, what I love to do. When I was in Spain, of course, you realize that Manchester United and English football is special, the way you see the stadiums always, always full, 
how they celebrate the corners. So uh, Xabi Alonso, I remember when he was at Liverpool and he used to make a switch, switch of playing. Nice ball And across, you can yeah. listen the ground, the stands, oh, do like, oh. You feel like they really appreciate not only the skills, also the passion and the commitment. The, the, the commitment. And I think that's the first thing I had in my mind when I came. I'm going to try to make Manchester United fans proud of having me in their team. I can play good, I can play bad, I can miss a pass, I can make a mistake, but I will give everything to make them feel, okay, we have a guy that we are proud of him in our team. But if I would play for another club in Germany or in Italy or in France, I would think the same. You've communicated that well. Wembley? Because you, you've now been to Wembley a lot and you've only lost once in the league. You've played... Like, for example, does, does, is Wembley interesting to you like as a name, as a stadium, or is it just a place to go and work? It's a very beautiful stadium, but I think, in my opinion, it doesn't have the magic of Jobil or Cambridge or even Fulham Stadium. We were training at... A couple of weeks ago. Right on the river. I like Wembley, and I really like Wembley, I can tell you. It's a fantastic stadium. I also made my debut with with the Spanish national team there, and I will never forget that stadium. But in terms of real football, all the school football and the football that, that we all, the fans, like, I couldn't tell you Wembley is, or they have the special atmosphere. Yeovil, you can feel... Yeovil, uh, Cambridge, uh, we have played in a few stadiums with a real... Um, you scored a good goal there also. Yeah, true. But when you see that, you see to the stands and you see that probably there are more people than seats. You know what I mean? That That's what made me go back and remember some of the old atmospheres that I really liked. When it comes to... Um your country, because we've only really got three small sections left now. When, when you, you, you come on and you change the game, because England are winning 2-0. Yeah, true. Okay, Aspas gets the goals, but the pattern changes. Yeah. You impose yourself. You're, I don't know, if you played maybe 40, 35 minutes, something like this at least. It's a big result. Yeah. It's a big result in relation to Russia for me, because any team that can, Lopetegui's team has gone to Belgium to win, has drawn in Italy, has won in France, with you also playing. Yeah. When you're 2-0 down with no time remaining and you can get 2-2, that tells you something in a friendly about the spirit and the attitude. Yeah, that's what I think Spain is going to win the World Cup. And I really think so, because I've been almost one full session, season with them, with the team, and the atmosphere you feel in that team is special. I remember the way we celebrated that draw against England, because we all knew we, are, we were unbeaten and they are still unbeaten. So uh, I really have the hope Spain is going to win the World Cup because of these small things. There's guys you've always played with who are playing there now. Yeah, Thiago, for example. Yeah, Thiago, Javi Martinez is there or was there at, at my moment. I also know Wisco. You've played forever for Coque, De Gea. Thiago, De Gea. Now tell yeah. me something because I don't think De Gea is Jordi Alba. appreciated. What? 
about... I think De Gea, when you hear people talking about Courtois or Neuer... For me, David is the best by far. It, it seems clear to me. Yeah, for me, it's, it's the best by far. Uh, Give the reasons. I have no reason, because I think he has something who comes, that comes from God. God chose him in the goal, and God chose Messi on the pitch. You cannot train what he did against Liverpool. With the foot, the, the instant ca- reaction. You cannot train that. You cannot train what he did against Kun Agüero when he had the ball two metres from him and he put the hand out. You cannot train it. So you can train when he receives the ball from the left defender and he puts the ball to Antonio Valencia. Perfect. This is the thing people don't, I think, appreciate. He's a really good footballer. Yeah, he's really good. Really good. And you, you, can, you can see when, when he receives the ball, he knows always what to do. So he has some special abilities that I think he hasn't trained them because you cannot train them. You just have them. They're innate. Yeah. And uh, lovely to speak <laughs> to you. So Thank much. you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Big Interview. It's produced by me, which sounds egotistical, but it's also true. Graham Hunter and Backpage. Our music is by Beer Jacket, who else? Editing by Charlie McGarry. Thank you to our hosts at Acast and our loyal sponsors at Bet365. We're also supported by our socios. Find out how to become a socio, how to support us at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter. Here endeth the lesson. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.